joining you tonight. Ooh. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Or morning. Or morning. Yeah, whenever you're listening to this, uh, tonight we are reviewing <laughs> Honey Boy. You know, I say we always say, uh, and uh, tonight we're doing this, yeah. even when we record in the mornings and yes. the af- and afternoons. And because, our show, depending on where you are in the world, you could be listening. But it's usually the show time can- somewhere, so. Yeah, the show usually comes out like right around midnight on the day. So usually it would be the morning when, you know, US listeners listen to this. So I have to that's say a- something off topic right now. My computer has <laughs> That's what we're already doing. Ad- <laughs> has an ad popped up right now yeah. and it says return to your fat burner and I feel really triggered. Like where did that come from? <laughs> you There's- were working out before this. Was so it listening maybe it's to me to my thoughts or something? Yeah, but I'm thinking that I mean, I'm always thinking that. <laughs> I'm well. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of being super judgy in that it's like fat burner, okay, but like return as in like listen, you need <laughs> you need to get back to exactly. something. You need to get back. Let's just say it, she girl. just worked out 20 minutes before we started recording this. So I'm like, maybe, yeah. maybe you didn't try hard enough. You got to do another round. After this. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just done. <laughs> Alexa, tonight start we my are reviewing channel. Honey Boy. Honey Boy is what we are reviewing, and it just uh, <laughs> just came out on Amazon Prime. I've been waiting to see this one because when it came out last year in I think the fall, uh, came out to very few theaters, um, and it was hard to find, especially if you're in a non-metropolitan area. I mean, we're near Philly, but I don't even think it was really playing here very long, if at all. Not in the major theater chains, other than the the landmarks. Everyone knows landmark theaters, um, but. Yeah, Honey Boy, I wanted to see this a lot. Uh, Do you guys know anything about it going in? Aside that from that you wanted to see it? No. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't really know anything about this either, so I was going in pretty blind. You guys didn't see any, any trailers for it a couple months ago? I don't when recall. It was... no. I don't recall no. seeing anything about it. I remember, I've heard, definitely heard the name of it before, but I had no idea of who or what it was. I also enjoy Honey. You, you what? I like, I enjoy Honey. I like it in my tea. On my oatmeal. Oh, like the, <laughs> like the, like the condiment. Um, Actually, I was thinking of the <laughs> Oscar-nominated film that we watched. Honey oh, Land. Honey Land. Honey Land. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the about un- that The too. unintentional comedy. That movie is hilarious. That, was, that movie was great. We don't do documentaries here, but um, that's that's a funny movie, uh, but not meant to be. Not <laughs> meant to be at all. But, but uh, there, there's fortunate film. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's it's also tragic by the end of it, but like. The middle. We're not talking about Honeyland. We're talking about Honey Boy. We're really, uh, here's the story. really off topic tonight. So <laughs> we've been doing that a lot lately. Let's but I don't bring know. it I'm back. Kind of, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, the plot of Honey Boy, for those who don't know, a young actor's stormy childhood and early adult years as he struggles to reconcile with his father and deal with his mental health. There you go. That's what the that's what the dealio is. Yeah. Um, this stars Shia LaBeouf. We we know him from Holes and Transformers. <laughs> And other smaller indie movies. Um, even Stevens. Think, Stevens. Yeah, even Stevens. You guys both know that. I never Jinx. watched that. So. <laughs> I only know that because I kind of looked him up, you know, when I was doing this going, yeah. We did. Oh, I, I love that show. And I just uh, watched Peanut Butter Falcon, so. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to do that too, but it, I have not seen that available places. So. It was on my airplane. Uh, Mm, well, let's talk about that off air. But uh, uh, this also stars Lucas Hedges, who's in like every movie like nowadays. Yeah. Um, you see him in it. Yeah, I, I, I like him too. Uh, thinking Ben is back is something I saw in the past year that I really liked with him. But he's uh, he's in. What was the one you said, uh, Nicole? 
Ladybird. Yeah. Ladybird. Yeah, he's in Ladybird. He's yeah. in a couple of Wes Anderson films and smaller parts. He was in a Joel Edgerton movie that I missed. Um, and uh, and Noah Jupe is uh, is also in this. He Lucas Hedges and Noah Jupe play the same character at different ages. Noah Jupe. Uh, what is what's the movie he's in? He's uh, is he um. He's uh he's in something oh, I just saw like Oh, two he's in things. Wonder. He's the kid he's the kid from Wonder. Yeah, but he's also been in two other things just recently. Anyway. He's in Quiet Place. Yeah, Quiet so Place one was kids. one of them. Yeah. It also says he was in Ford vs. Ferrari. Uh he must have yes, been the Yes, he was. I guess. Yep. That's those okay. are the two. Alright, all yeah. coming together. Good catch. Yeah. Uh and then other some smaller parts in here from actors that I kinda recognize. Uh but those are your three leads it's who you spend the most most time with yeah if we're, if we're gonna go in and spoil it now it's on netflix or not netflix sorry it's on amazon prime mm. if you have any interest we are going to spoil it now uh we were things here at films with the women in my life based on four criteria and those are the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall resonance and feel of the movie in 2005 otis lort uh is a movie star who has an extreme alcohol problem along with a lot of other things uh he gets into altercations he fights people and he ends up in rehab he has been diagnosed with ptsd among other things like i said the, the alcohol problem and we go back to 1995, 10 years earlier, to young Otis. This is Noah Jupe's part. Uh, and he's a child actor. Um, his father is James. It's Shia LaBeouf's character. And he is like a former rodeo clown who is now barely sober, but he's got real big, manic, aggressive, unpredictable, crazy nature to him. Um, he... yeah. And is living off the earnings of his son. That's cool. Yes, he lives off the earth. He's the son's manager, kind of. But, I mean, he yeah. barely manages anything. Um, but, yeah, it's, he lives... The, they live in a garbage motel uh, with some interesting neighbors that we get. Um, and then there are some other side characters. There's the, the... And these are the two timelines. We spend, I'd say, like, 70... It's like a 70-30 split, it feels like. Like, majority of the time, I think we're in the past... And then we go to, or I guess it's all in the past. More, majority of the time we're in 95, and then sometimes we're in 2005. Um, and, yeah, it's about the relationship mostly between the kid and the dad. And um, and it's not great. Uh, so, the plot of this movie, well, what do you think, uh, Mama Kay? I'll start with you. Um, well, I want to start off by saying this i think is pretty semi-autobiographical for shia labeouf if i'm not it mistaken is, yes. is that stated somewhere or do we just all think that oh mm. i mean i know i know it from outside sources but there at the end like there's literally pictures of him and his, and his dad and he yeah. wrote this movie and so i think they don't i don't think they say it i actually at any point, think that amazon prime also says the word autobiographical in it yeah, that would make I, sense. I, I yes, think so. Heavily. I think that I think that it is mentioned somewhere that that it is. I don't think I would have taken it as that. I mean, watching it and knowing a little bit about him, I think it would have been easy to kind of put together. And I think the timeline works for him. You know that that two thousand five um, timeline. Um, so having said that, also the movies and TV shows he's in line up with you guys. Right. Even Stevens, that looks like the show that the little kid is on, and then the movie. Oh, you've got a f- lot of nerve to talk about that when you haven't even seen the show. Why don't you save that for someone else? Seen <laughs> a poster of the show. Kind of looks like that. Um, and then the future. Well, and then the future movie is is looks like a big blockbuster action movie. So that could be Transformers. So whatever. Go ahead, Mo. Okay, do your thing. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm glad I brought that up. Um, I, I like a good uh, biography as much as the next person, but I don't think I ever really needed to know um, about the life of Shia LaBeouf. Um, I, I'm barely just coming to like appreciate him as an, as an actor. And I think I, the things that um, I'm familiar with him with are smaller roles. And I always kind of, you know, I, I feel like I know more about his personal off-screen antics than, uh, or that he's kind of known for that more so than than his on-screen work. So um, it, it's kind of a movie I didn't need. So it, it's only interesting in that, you know, you're kind of following this, this little, this boy's life and you're, um, you know, seeing how really rough it is to, I mean, it feels like, it feels like a quintessential child actor's drama. You know, this is kind of what you think when, when you have, um, when you hear stories about how how child actors are are brought up and if they're not if they don't really have a good uh role model system around them or have have really good guiding principles um around them so um i think in that in in that vein it's pretty it seems pretty generic i i like the going back and forth part i think that's interesting um there's a lot of time jumping in this going from the different um ages of the character but um, yeah, I didn't really feel it that it was too compelling for me. I, I'm gonna give the plot of this movie a two. Oh. oh wow, very low. Uh, Nicole, um, I actually have a pretty uh different outlook on this as Mama K does, and I think the reason oh, is good. because you know, growing up watching Shia LaBeouf be a child and then grow up as I am growing up gives me more of a connection to it i think yeah. and you know I, I i watched him as a child star and then i watched him you know grow up like brennan said in holes and when he was a teen and then go to transformers and see the progression or you know digression if you want to say that of his mental state and if anybody's familiar with him now you know him like mama k had stated in the present times or the or you know even just a couple years ago he has gone through a really rough patch and it's very devastating to see um so to to shed some light for the rest of the world to know why he is that way or was that way you know really isn't is a heartbreaking perspective so i i felt a lot of emotion towards this movie um you know, I would have never expected to see this type of abuse and, you know, like like mental deterioration from his own family that like that. So yeah, just abject whole... neglect. I mean, ridiculous. It's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. And I wonder how true to life it is. And I'm like sickened to think that that it was worse than this. You know, um, this is what he chose to share with us, but. Once I knew that he wrote this and, you know, he was reflecting on his own self and making this, it made me that much more invested in it. I, I carried that throughout the whole movie. I'm like, holy shit, this guy went through this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, seeing the, the back and forth in the movie, um, you know, I think we're all pretty devastated watching what happened to him as a child. But just to see him try to b- build through that and these really horrible um psychiatry sessions he has to go through and all these exercises Mm -hmm. at the rehab like what a terrible life you know and they feel (laughs) bad 
Um, so I think he did a great job of building the plot up for us to understand what his life was like. Um, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a four. Hmm, Nice. Uh, my biggest problem with the plot in this is I don't, I don't really care a whole lot for the Lucas Hedges segments. Um, I would, and nothing against him because I like him and a lot of other stuff. But, uh, when we're with young, when we're with young Otis and his father, that shit's, great it's so great it's so engaging i'm really loving i'm just paying attention to everything i'm never bored uh definitely has a lot to do with the with the characters but we'll get into it in a second um it is a little loose uh it kind of it nicole said it builds up nicely for me it doesn't there's not a lot of building it's kind of like it's it's more of like a like a the tea kettle whistling building as opposed to like plot points are leading us somewhere building um, cause you know, when we get to the end, we haven't been leading up to, you know, the, 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 the little pot farm thing he has on the side of the road. And I mean, there's some no, cathartic. One of the biggest, well, one of the biggest parts of this movie when he's a child is, I, I, you know, the whole breaking through of his dad going back to drinking and the way he abused him. It's like, that's the, that's the breaking point. That's what it led up to is he snapped and actually hit his kid. Like that was the turning point. Yeah, I do like the build-up in that scene and the couple of scenes leading up to that. But I feel like for the first 45 minutes to an hour, it's mostly just kind of hanging out. Not not in... I mean, I'm not, not enjoying it. I, I'm very much enjoying the, the Otis James stuff uh, and a little bit less so with older old Otis. So the plot's not the strongest point for me. It still gets the job done. I'm at a three, so I guess I'm in the middle between you guys. Um, but the characters, this is... This is the interesting part of the movie because we have, you know, two one character at two different ages, and you know the father. Three very clearly defined characters, and I think they're fleshed out. I think they're interesting. Uh, Nicole, what do you think of the characters in this? Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, it's hard for me to differentiate this as a nor- as a story, a narrative, as opposed to Shia LaBeouf's life. <laughs> like I really am picturing him in this the whole time, and I wonder if that's. Yeah, me too. Hurt, helping me or hurting me in this, you know? So if I can put that aside and try to actually see what these characters are doing, it isn't as strong as it could be for me. I mean, obviously we have the, the dynamic of the father-son and, you know, the, the father... Oh, my God. He is just <laughs> an awful human being. Like... You can't tell if he's trying to really make himself better or is he really just struggling and holding on for this money for dear life. Like, you don't want it to be that way, but how can we tell, you know? So that's where he, I think that's where Shia LaBeouf as an actor in this really was successful is that we don't know his motives. Like, we can't tell what's really going on. I can't tell how much he actually tries to get himself better for his son. So... You know, that mystery is, is really great. I like that. Um, the young Otis, I mean, he's just an awesome actor, that kid. Like, he just does a great yeah, job. Yeah, he's great. He, he, like, held his own through this whole film. Like, it was really great. Um, I agree with you for um, older Otis, Lucas Hedges is his last name? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was... You don't want to say throwaway because that's obviously what his life is, but like it just doesn't compare to the to the younger kid. So, I mean, it was it was fair. Um, the side characters they are fine. Um, one person that I think that we should talk about is um, is Tom, the 
the big brother's big sister uh, guy. Mm-hmm. And, Clifton uh, Collins yeah. Jr.'s character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how how horrible he was treated by the dad. And it, it's so hard to put yourself in the shoes. Like, are you mad at the dad or are you not? Because he's taking his son away, but he has nothing to, to offer. So how can you, what side do you want? You know, that's just the struggle I had watching this. But in a good way, you know, it really got me thinking. This fucking kid's been through so much stuff. Anyway, you know, the characters are, are fine. Um, I think it was average. I think it was a three. Hmm, interesting. What do you think, Moke? Well, I think there's a character that's not even in this movie that I that I actually wound up thinking about a lot, and that is the absentee mother. Um, she's kind of explained yes. away in that she needs to have a job so that she has something to fall back on when you fail. That's what the dad says to the to the boy, uh, which yep. is also a, a terrible thing to say, and it's a terrible burden. Um, but if the if the son is paying the dad to be there, uh, he could just as easily be paying the mom to be there. So I, I, I think thinking. there's. I think there's something really missing there, and so well, part of the she, he is not employable. She's employable. He, he if someone's well, going to no, work, it's of gonna course be her. he's not employable. But he's all, but maybe she's not abusive. You know, I mean, maybe she's not neglectful like he is. She is I mean, abusive she, though, because she the way that she made her son carry out that conversation on the phone to her dad right. was so unnecessary. That was abusive. Well, that that's, yeah, that's both of them, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that that's a character that I'm actually interested in. Um, the, er, the other characters, I think that the, the acting is really strong in, in this film. And, um, that's compelling for me. I'm not really compelled by the story. So I'm not, um, and maybe it is because I don't really have a connection or my connection with him is, is kind of tainted by, um, kind of a, a vision that I have of him, whether it's, it's, you know, warranted or not. Um, what's your vision of him? I'm curious. Cause I have a, I have a very defined vision in my head and it's, you do. That I, I think yeah. that he's very self-important and that, that this is a story that he's telling, uh, that feels, um, it doesn't well it doesn't feel i mean it could be so much worse is what i'm thinking is like this could have been he could have portrayed his dad so much worse than he did but that it's 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 a little hyper indulgent for me like i'm not sure that it's that that's what happened that's where it sits with me and i don't i don't respond well to that that's when when i get that in my head i don't really respond well to that so i don't mm. take it um, is so. What's your what's your? Uh, I well, I like him as an actor a lot. I like his off stage antics. Uh, there's a story about him on the set of Transformers. I told to Nicole the other day where he hid on set away from everyone, like in one of the ma- large props, and had a walkie talkie, and he was just shit talking Michael Bay to the whole crew the whole time. And they're like, "Shia, you need to come out. We need to shoot." And he's like, "He wouldn't. He wouldn't come out." And it set the production back like a day. And I just love shit like that, mostly because I hate Michael Bay. So I love that he but just don't you w- think went crazy that... and fucked with them. Don't you think that that's very you know apparent that of, of the mental illness that you could say just the ptsd and the things that were caused by his childhood that make him lash out that way yeah i'm, I, sure, I, no, I'm sure it's not it doesn't come from a healthy place but it's entertaining right. and then i think he's such a great actor and every i haven't seen him in, in anything where he's bad like i think like lawless he's great holes as a younger actor he's great um what's the other one there's another one i had in my head he I, i've liked him in everything i've seen him in as an actor and knowing off stage that he's kind of a psycho weirdo 
I, I like it. I like all that. So I, I'm, I think uh, it has to do with your enjoyment of the movie is, uh, how would you feel about Shia as a, as an actor and a writer and a, and a figure? Because it sounds like if, if you're like Mama K and you think he's up his own ass and self-indulgent, then you're going to find right. the movie up its own ass and self-indulgent. If you're like me, you're going to love the ride and the crazy character that is his father. Yeah, that's not, and that, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. And also, I feel like it's one step further for me because if he's telling this story and does not insert himself as an actor in this movie, I might have had a little bit more compassion for this story and a little bit more uh, feeling toward it. But I still felt I felt like that was even like one more self indulgent thing. Like, oh, well, I'm gonna have to tell the story of my life, and I'm going to be my dad. My asshole father. You know, it's like... That makes sense to me, though, is like, who better to play it, this guy than the person who he spent the most time with? I think... I feel like at the end of this movie, I, um, I'm i like 99% sure that's exactly how he was, down to the... All, he has a lot of mannerisms and a lot of weird little sayings that are very right. specific. I feel like I know this guy, and I feel like it's a very accurate and fair portrayal. You said he could portray him much worse... He right. he has humanity, and he's not like a. T- you understand why he's such a horrible prick. Like you, well, that's it, what it makes sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like I could have compassion for this, but because I have this background that I start with, I can't get there. And if in, in order for me to to for me to get there, this these are the parameters that you're going to have to meet, and that he can't do that by acting as his dad. It's just that's. Uh, I mean, I realize I'm being kind of a stickler asshole because of that, but I, that's, I'm sorry, that's a, you're being that's Shia just, LaBeouf. <laughs> I'm be, yeah, I'm Shia LaBeouf in this all over the place. Um, no, I just, I, having said that though, I really do think the acting is, is really stellar in this movie. I think that it takes a lot for somebody to play your father when, you know, as a kid, you must have just been, so many things you must have been terrified you know if you know just imagine i'm we're going to talk about this but imagine you know you're the, you're a child and you are solely responsible for the well-being of your family it's you know it's it's abuse it's hyper abusive and un, un completely unfair and he and the fact that you know the fact that he knew it and the fact that he he was manipulative yeah and and Having said that, he did a really great job playing this guy. You know, it's like, you're right. Who who better to play him? You're probably right about that. But still, I have a hard, I, I it's just my mental thing getting past that. I'm, I'm trying to be nice about this part of it because I really did think the acting was, was a lot, st- was stellar. And that like, I'm, I'm turning the corner on him a little bit because I, like I did say, I just saw Peanut Butter Falcon and he was fantastic in that. So, um yeah, uh, I like the the child. I think that that whole storyline is more compelling for me. I think it's important to have the adult um, character there to sort of uh, play off to sort of to see where he gets to in life and and what uh, what his real trials and tribulations wind up being. I mean, there's surviving the abuse and the neglect and and just the poor everything. I mean, how are you living in those living conditions? Uh, you know, the Lucas Hedges part, you're right, is important. But having said yeah. that, and they do it less than the you know the main story. I could have done with even less. I could have done with like four flashbacks yeah. to the office. Like I think, yeah, I didn't I think need the to story... go to the therapist more than once. The therapist right, was yeah. one time would have been fine. 
he has a friend there that like he the guy befriends him because he's been to rehab yeah. a bunch of times like i don't know like is that padding the runtime or do we actually does that actually add something other than like helping him be less of a prick in the future i don't i don't know what that did for me yeah and, and maybe that's just what his reality was and so he was just you know this is this is what it was like when I went to rehab. You have a roommate and you have somebody yeah, that you're kind of, you know, beholden to. Uh, having said that, the only other part, um, I agree about the 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 character, the um, the big brother character. Tom. I just found it, yeah. The whole thing is strange. It's almost like the mom is setting setting everything up for failure. You don't bring a big brother into a situation where there's actually a father. You know, it's like, what are you doing? This is mm. crazy. Um, I don't care if the guy, the guy seemed like a really great guy and seemed like he was going to be a great influence in his life. And maybe that's what, you know, as a child, that's what he was like. I wish this were my father. I mean, I think that's what we're supposed to have the takeaway from is that they're, you know, my dad is bad parent, um, but he's not well up until the end. I'm like, he's not shooting heroin in front of me. But then at the end, he's, you know, he has a relapse. He does leave the house. So, I mean, yeah. yeah let's take away the fact that he his profession is includes being a clown which for me is kryptonite i don't like it i don't i don't i don't like it and it's i don't the final like straw it. yeah and then at the end he's a clown and i'm like jesus you did you i mean just put you know you put mime. an exclamation point on the end of this for me he's not a mime, he could be yeah, a mime. He's a clown. same that's the same thing for me rodeo clown 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 um and then the little side story with um the relationship that was going on with the the girl in the trailer park or whatever it were the motel very so super uncomfortable (laughs) and and again i wasn't i wasn't sure what i was supposed to get from that um just general trashiness (laughs) well but yeah but the fact that she's a 12 year old like smoking cigarettes and like just we already get it we already get that yeah yeah but i don't is she a prostitute i don't know i mean he doesn't know how to treat her so he gives her money you know what i mean 15 yeah like a little older than him not an adult but like i don't know but she's a little bit older but he's definitely um a bit precocious and um yeah it was really uncomfortable and and again is that just something that that's what happened with his life i don't feel like it's it's not a it's it's not enough of a story. It's not it's not a good storytelling technique just to be like, yeah, this is what it was like. I need more than that. I need I need I need it to mean oh, something, shit. I guess. I just looked up the age of the actress who played the predator as Shy Girl. Any guesses? Uh, she looks like she was probably like twenty three years old, I would say. She's thirty two years old. Holy shit. Okay. How so old is the guy that plays him? Why it's creepy as hell. <laughs> the kid is 14, is he... so when they shot this, you know, they're 13, 31. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> much more uncomfortable now, even much, well, even more so. definitely must be... They, they must have implied her to be older then? I, I can't imagine they were having her play... Sig- I, got, st- I got the younger vibe off of her. Like, I don't like, even still... know, man. That's wild. I felt she like she was like... I didn't. I didn't feel like they wanted her to be an adult, but I felt like they wanted her to be skirting the line of 17. You know, like, they don't want it to be... Hmm. that but apparently oh it was there that. you go <laughs> um so for care for what are we at wait characters i haven't given a number i'm gonna give the characters a three okay yeah the characters for me are the strongest part of the movie um by far uh i i love young otis and james uh as i love their dynamic you know love is in it's entertaining compelling and engaging not love is in this should ever be anything in real life but of course it's going to be um shia labeouf's 
mannerism like I said I think I said earlier his mannerisms his tics he has weird little sayings something about what was it like so, like something chicken is his thing for being for being gay I think it was, but it was like it was like, I, I having them call me no hen chicken or it's something like that it's very odd and um, his horrible jokes that he's always telling the chicken telling. thing that was going I, I I didn't understand any of that chicken stuff that was happening in this oh movie, he does so. and, and he has you know that's another thing is part of his act when he was a rodeo clown is he has a chicken stand on him while he does a handstand and then they made it full circle that when he's in rehab he takes care of chickens just like right there's a chicken running around (laughs) again that ending i don't really know exactly always taking care of his dad (laughs) that's true he is 12 year olds take care of his but it's and and, uh yeah he's just really good in this i love um the the re the not rehab the AA scenes with him and um, you know he gives up these heartfelt like going through things the amount of blinks he does he really blinks a lot I really notice these things uh, but then later <laughs> on young Otis we we find out he's like he he cobbles together his AA stories from other people's shit so you don't even know what's from his life and what's not he wears that veteran's jacket but we don't really know his shirts are he has that one shirt that's just a bunch of different boobs like and it, the his whole look is just like. That's why I said at the end. I, this is such a well-defined, hundred percent. This is a guy. This is the father. Fa- this was the father, like to to a T, and I buy it a hundred percent. He's almost too real to make up. Um, and yeah, the kid is really good. The kid has to be good for a twelve-year-old, or I guess he's thirteen when he's filming this. But like, it's hard to be in a dramatic role and carry it when you're a kid, and to not come off as weird or cheesy or dumb. And it's it's not. It's, it's the best parts of the movies. They're their interactions um you know i like lucas as an actor his part he's good in it but like again his part not not something i hang hang my hat on um i like that clifton collins jr scene the one with with tom at the pool where he's feeling him out trying to get him to you know trying to just get under his skin and then finally well i'm also pissed at tom because otis specifically tells him not to bring up the program (laughs) he fucking says it we're like oh you're done for (laughs) Because yeah, oh, yeah, shame. I, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, well, not ending. Like it was gonna end good, but not ending well. Um, right. Yeah. The the characters, especially the the I, I would call them the two main characters the whole time. Like they're just so they're so good. I'm at a four or five. I'm very high on the characters in this movie. They are excellent. Wow. Um, excellently acted and well defined and uh, and uh, completely engaging and entertaining to watch. So the visual and sound of this movie. <laughs> uh, back to you, Mama K. This is usually like my high point for almost everything, right? Um, it's because because things look good and sound good now, so it's easy to just like right. give it a give it a three and move on, and or give it really high points if it's got <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, it was th- the. I felt thirsty and it was very dry. So, um, that was good. No, I think that you really get the feeling of what this kid is going through. Um, and that is, I mean, part of its character and storytelling, but part of it is what you're looking at. And, um, most of the time I was like, this is, this is just what I'm seeing here is unacceptable. I don't know that the filmmaking was anything that I would, be um super excited about and i don't remember anything about the sound um at all or soundtrack hmm. oh, this is gonna be bad for me i i'm i don't have a lot to say i'm gonna give it a two what do you got nicole i don't really remember much of the sound either but the one <laughs> thing that <laughs> sticks with me is is the way that they that Shia LaBeouf presented himself as his father. It was just, he looked disgusting. 
<laughs> and it really so good costuming the costume oh my gosh yeah it really yeah. gave you a sense of how pe- what piece of shit the dad was you know he had raggedy <laughs> hair and like you said these really goofy outfits and didn't take pride in himself and would show up to um you know the tapings show up to the to the scenes he was doing and he looked like a piece of shit and um you know hitting on the women there like he just did so good like he was just a, a, the thing that we needed in this movie really and what better way to do it than someone who had unfortunately firsthand experience with it so um i think that he led the he led the charge with you know really making the movie what it was supposed to be i think they did a great job with the scenery of where he grew up in this shady ass shitty motel um (laughs) i didn't care much for the scenes with the the hooker girlfriend i don't know what was going on with her but they were really weird um just everything i didn't like them their little montage outside like i just didn't care for that stuff at all but i mean overall it was it was fine i'll give it a three and move on <laughs> it's easy to do. Um, I I'm gonna land on a three as well. Um, cinem- the the cinematography and, and the, the filmmaking aspect of the whole thing, yeah, it's it's pretty unremarkable. There is one sound though. I think you guys are are not uh, remembering uh, that stuck out to me. It's that like okay. croaking clock tick sound that happens a lot. It's like having the faintest idea what you're talking. You mean like a chicken? It sounds like it's, a chicken. It's kind of, but it's like it doesn't sound like just a chicken going like like it has like a like a like a ticking sound to it too. If you see the trailer yeah. and they have they at the and the, they played the sound in a lot and they played it throughout here. I'm really upset you guys neither of you are remembering it right now. It's, it happens throughout, <laughs> um, and it's good. I really like it, and it really takes takes me into the whatever. Like it's a good like build up little thing, and it's a good motif song for the for the thing. Um, what do you think? What do you think it is that compels you to like? to you know like match it to the film it doesn't sound because it sounds kind of hokey or no it just it it, it it's just like any a good film needs a good theme to go with it and this feels like well, it know. feels like I'm it just... feels um uncomfortable and like like kind of itchy and like like uh inevitable and and um and like inescapable and like like okay. uh, it's well, like like it's coming at that's you that's the those are the feelings i get when i hear it and i think that the, you know when it's played, that's when it's played. Like I think towards the end, when he's following the chicken back to his old house in that sequence, and um, it's played at the beginning when, uh, so at the beginning he's he he's in the action scene and the thing blows up and he flies back on the wire, and oh, then we cut to yeah. him as a kid and he's getting the pie in his face, and it's I think it's playing there too. Um, it's just a good set. It's a good mm-hmm. setup noise, and I'm surprised. I think you I have to go that. back to this part and see that because I don't know. What it's you're it's about. in a lot of parts. I'll just send you guys an audio clip afterwards. It's fine. Um, because yeah, <laughs> you, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, you you have to. There's no way you didn't. You don't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't I'll just do it right now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm gonna send it to you guys, and you're gonna be like, oh yeah, how did I forget that? Uh, it's still a three though. Like that's the only thing I could pull out for for a sound and um. Yeah, it's it's fine looking. It's three and move on. Um, and yeah. so the, we're at the end uh, here of the movie. What, what do we got going on here? Uh, so I already said it. Like he's follow. He finds the chicken under the bed in in modern modern day two thousand five. Um, he follows it back to 
back to the old motel, and he sees his father as a rodeo clown. Um, someone said mime mm. because I think this, this part he's doing mime-ish shit, um, but he's definitely a rodeo clown. Um, and then he sits by the pool and tells his father he's gonna he's gonna make a movie about him. And then the the, the dad said, "You're gonna make me look good." <laughs> and I love. Uh, oh I love yeah, that. that's great. And then and in the alternate universe, his dad gives him a joint to smoke with him at 12 years old after he helps yeah. him clean up the pot farm. <laughs> is that, is that an alternative universe? I thought that really happened. Yeah, I'm just saying in the past. Oh, okay. Because I, I don't think I don't think the ending really happened where he went back to the thing and his dad is just like a rodeo clown. I don't, and... yeah, I don't think so either. That I think that that was not real. Yeah, that I don't think that was real, but I think the flashback to the, the weed smoking part was real. Um, yeah, it, I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah, and then they they ride away on the motorcycle in the two the two timeline realities, whatever you want to call them, and that's that's the end of the of the whole thing. Um, it's an okay ending. It's hard to follow up the the real emotional wrestling scene, which is the one before that. Uh, after after they have a big blow up, and then he goes to the strip club and gets gets all fucked up, and then he comes back, and then that whole scene. Um, that's the real emotional like punch of the movie at the end but uh yeah the resonance and feel uh, who am i on is it, is it your t- it's nicole's turn uh what, it's do you, nicole, what do you give that yeah um yeah no i i remember physically gasping when i when that scene happened because i just wasn't expecting it to get to that level and you know what, what he said was just so piercing when I mean, he's like oh yeah you're right you are my boss and my first rule is i can hit my boss once and twice and i'm like oh my god that's fucking horrible and it just made made my stomach hurt just thinking how how the rest of his childhood could have been if his dad had gone back to using drugs you know it's a shame but overall i like i said in the beginning of this have not, I don't want to say a connection, but I, I, you know, feel something watching this about Shia LaBeouf because I just feel bad for him. I know that he, in recent years, has gone through a lot with his um, mental stability and, you know, all these issues that he's been dealing with, and I hope that he's dealing with them well, but to see the get like a, a perspective into why it's like that is really heartbreaking. And, you know, um, I'm sure he's not the only one that was famous as a child and had to give money to their parents and they lived off of the kids money and it could have been taken away at any time. And, you know, that's, that's something to think about. So I definitely looking at you, Chris Jenner. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. And she had what three or four of them at some point to take money from. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, that that really leaves an impact on me, and I feel bad. You know that people go through this. I enjoyed watching this. I wish I could have gotten him out of my head while watching this, so it could have just been a narrative instead of me watching Shia LaBeouf's life. But you know, it's whatever. Um, but I am going to give it a four for the resonance and feel. I really, I really enjoyed watching this. Okay. I also kind of wish I could have gotten him out of my head for the opposite reason so that I could actually look at this (laughs) from a better perspective, um, than I did because more objective. I just, I way more objective because I did not find this story compelling whatsoever. Um, not that I don't feel for these kind of stories because they're you know 
sadly too commonplace, but, um, I, yeah, I just never, I never hit a connection point in this, in this movie at all. So the resonance and feel for me is honestly like a 1.5. I I don't have, yeah, I I don't have any. You could be the lowest person reviewing this movie ever to to ever give a score that low on on the resonance and feel. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, we, we could just scrap this whole thing and do peanut butter Falcon instead (laughs) if you want, but um no that's and and yeah and i don't really give a lot of movies a really really low grade in in the resonance did you enjoy watching it but it was just no not at all i could not wait for this film to get over i was just like five minutes into it uh you know actually from the very beginning the way that he set it up where it started with the explosion and then there was something about him showing him getting hit with a pie in the face that just made me mad um on for the for the wrong reason like so weird all these complaints i just don't i mean i understand i I kind of understand some of them it's interesting Hmm. yeah it's because it's because i'm coming from a point where it's uh overindulgent and i I don't i don't hate you hate the indulgence you don't like people to think they're important (laughs) well i don't think i don't like people thinking they're over important because actually you're just a person so you know that's that's kind of the bottom line. I don't, I don't like that kind of thing. So, um, so that's why I gave it a one and a half instead of a one. Cause I didn't feel like a one's really terrible. So he did do a thing a, in, uh, a little... he had like an art installation during his crazy phase where he put a bag on his head that said, I am not famous anymore. And he sat in a chair and you could come into the room and yell at whatever you wanted. And he wouldn't say anything. He did shit like that for a long time. I like that kind of stuff. I like the, 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 the ultimate artist stuff. Yeah. I'm Yeah. <laughs> That to, see to me that just makes me even more mad. Like, I know it. There's probably like, even more stuff you, like that. He's probably exactly what you it's think like, he is, and you don't like that. The more you point out the fact that you're not famous, just makes you more of an idiot. So mm-hmm. I'm done. Talking. Well, yeah, I have pretty good reasons to feel with this. Uh, I'm with Nicole. I'm at a four. Uh, I, it doesn't get the the big boost because I don't think I got to tears. Um, getting close towards that end though, when he comes back, he comes back from the night of drugs, the and uh, he yells at the girl to leave, and the and he I think he he tries to hit her, but then she like knocks him over. That's pretty good because he's all like fucked up and has no sleep and coming off of crack. I think he was he was free yeah. and something, um, and uh, and he's vomiting in the toilet, and the kid the kid's like, you need to be better, dad. You're terrible. Like you're you're the worst. And then um, you know he finally comes to, and the, he I, I like his line. He says, "How do you think it feels to have my son paying me?" It's like a, a rare little like glimpse of that character, like being complete. And he and he cries early in the movie. He gets mad at the other kid. At the kid for crying, he's like, "Don't cry in front of me. You're not allowed to cry in front of me." And then he finally like breaks down for a second here. It got me. I, I was like, "Yeah, it's fucking this poor, this poor horrible man. That's just like it's just everything. He's awful. Everything around him's awful. The awful things done to him, you know, based on whatever story parts were true." And then they both share a cigarette. They each light a cigarette across the across <laughs> the shitty little motel room. Um, yeah, there's there's some stuff in here that I really. <laughs> What are you, you're just like, ugh, you. All I can think of is I want to keep my shoes on in that motel <laughs> at all times. Yeah, I'm not taking my shoes off anywhere around that complex. Yeah, it's a, so it's a four. It's a, it's a pretty solid residence video. It's a movie that could be even higher. 
Um, there's just a little bit, there's some sort of spark or something missing here, keeping it out of the high echelon. Maybe it's the filmmaking itself. Maybe it's the story is a little loose, but everything to do with the characters and how they're feeling. I think this movie hits that really, really solid. So we're at the end here. Uh, overall recommendations. I'll start with you, Nicole. Would you recommend honey boy? I suppose. Yeah. I think, I think that, I think that I would recommend this. Um, I appreciate the, self-realization and the the wantingness to share it with the world of why he's turned out the way he did <laughs> um so i mean it's fine <laughs> oh, it's fine <laughs> all right uh okay <laughs> uh no i'm not gonna recommend this movie um just <laughs> no I think the uh, it's hard this... to it's hard to say something about it. Like it is what it is. I hate that phrase, but it is what it is. Like it's <laughs> it's a movie about some guy's life, and we can take it as however we want to interpret it. Is this why he turned out like this? Is this why you know? His... Yeah, and and I think that's part of it. Is like this is not important. Not that this is not an important. story story but this is not important enough of a story to tell this is just this is a this is a the same story that you hear all the time and i don't i don't care enough about the person himself to care enough about this movie otherwise it could have been made much better that's that's where i'm at with this film so i feel like if this wasn't shia labeouf story though and it was just a generic you know struggling kid actor and this could be a totally different podcast then well, I think Molly would like it better if it wasn't Shia LaBeouf specifically. <laughs> I think if it was either an actor you liked more or Shia LaBeouf not playing himself, just having written it and you don't know that and it's just some other guy playing it. I think that's I think it's quite possible. I think I would like it more, but I still don't think that it's a compelling enough story for me to be interested in. Like there's there's way more, you know, sto- compelling stories in in this vein. Have you seen a Florida would... project? I'm curious do you cuz that's that's a similar story to this but done also indie but like done very differently. It's about a little girl. And... Yeah, I couldn't get through that. I watched uh, the, okay, well, this, the first this, third this of it. This makes more sense. Than, I love that movie. Like I think Florida Project's beautiful. Um It's it's filmed much better. How's that? It is. It's by the guy who I did watched. Tangerine, the yeah. movie about the transgender prostitutes. That's again another great movie. Um Anyway, yeah. We're talking about Honey Boy. Yeah, I recommend Honey Boy. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> solid. Um, I think it sounds like your mileage will vary based on your enjoyance of Shia LaBeouf as a human, uh, as well as your tolerance <laughs> for, you know, smaller, quieter, not, not you know, just kind of very regular life story as opposed to something more important, I guess, is what Mom gave was looking for. I don't really... Um, yeah, your mileage will vary. So you got a a strong recommend, or not strong, a solid recommend, a light recommend, and a and a pretty strong not recommend. So there you go. You know who you, wow. you know who you tend to side with. So that'll I think that'll help you determine your your answer on this one. I, if, if it helps, okay, it probably will actually only hurt more. After playing this Shia LaBeouf, he's like, you know, when I wrote this, I was really I just hated my dad so much, and after this, it was like cathartic. I really felt like I understood him after I played him. Awesome. Does that do it for you? <laughs> yeah. Change my whole perspective 100 percent all right so there's there's honey boy if you're interested it's on <laughs> amazon prime part of your package there so go check that out if you if you're like me i guess or if you're if you're like nicole and you want to kill time i suppose um and not if you're this, like mama k oh uh, never mind 
Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's it for that one. We are, we're approaching March now. We're wrapping up our February stuff, which is kind of okay, because I feel like we've not had the best start to the year, other than, like, we started with January with the ending Oscar movies, and that stuff was all good, and then we got into the actual 2020 yeah. movies, and uh, it's been it's been uneven. I'm having a great time. I have fun to talk about, especially the well, really I think bad we're ones. Having a, we're having a good time, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're happy with the films so yeah it's been a mixed bag i mean it's not all like being around you guys well thank you very nice we we i do too um i love you man (laughs) that would be so fucking fun to talk about i love you man the movie (laughs) we both like my movie a lot it's one of my favorites it's, what is it? It's Jason Segel and Paul Rudd, and they become Paul, Paul Rudd doesn't <laughs> oh, Paul yeah. Rudd doesn't have a best okay. man, and he has like no friends, so he tries oh to make it's guy a masterpiece. friends. It's not. A, it's fine. It's a funny it's comedy. A it's not a masterpiece. I'm probably about to go turn that on as we wrap this up. <laughs> we, we do. We do have little quotes. What do we say? You got it, Flubin. Joven, whatever he calls it. He doesn't know how to be like like cool at all, so like when he says bye to Jay Z he was like, Alright, see you later, Joven. <laughs> it's way funnier in the movie, I promise. Masterpiece. Um March we have Onward, uh we've got uh, Quiet Place Two, we've got Mulan, and probably other stuff in there. Those are just the ones off the top of my head. So if you have anything to recommend to us, we will probably have some slots. Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore podhost. And you can also uh, email the show at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks for being on for Honey Boy. Yay. Yeah. I didn't make, You're welcome. I didn't make one joke about uh, the stick factor because honey is very sticky. So should have done that. Oh, you should have left that out. <sighs> Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movie.